And welcome everybody to the Saint Seiya Cosmocast, like, what the fuck edition. <laughs> I'm Ramses, and I'm here with Comrader Furry. Say hi, Comrader Furry. Now my joke about not getting fired isn't funny anymore, because we, what the hell? Yeah, what the fuck? Thanks a lot, Sony. So, okay, originally what we were going to do is we were going to talk about the, we were going to talk about the, the documentary, right, 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 um, Ray, Ray Mona. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm kind of flustered by everything, so I'm very sorry. And, you know, we were in the middle. We were actually kind of like, not in the middle of it, but we were like, we were getting started talking about it. And just as we're talking about it, for some reason, I, I checked Twitter and everyone's making a big commotion about this. And we finally got our full trailer to Knights of the Zodiac, the live action yeah, movie. Nice. Originally, we recorded something like, Comrade Free had recorded like a really cool, like, you know, discussion about it. But unfortunately, we got to scrap that because. We have the full thing right here now. <laughs> so good guess what, guys? Man. It's a good news. Good news is we don't have to. We don't have to do. We don't have to do a little recording after this. Yay! But I, I don't even have words anymore. Like we were literally like fifteen to twenty minutes, maybe not that long, maybe like ten to fifteen minutes into yeah, a discussion, ten minutes. and all of a sudden this trailer just falls out. Of this. We were literally saying, I I had literally just made a joke about how I hope the full trailer didn't come out until January so I could have some rest and it falls. Well you're gonna get some yeah it just fell from the sky. Oh my god. So yeah we we just we have the full trailer now for Knights of the Zodiac. We like like I said previously we only seen the 30 second one from um we only see the 30 second one from Japan but like we already we already knew before then because uh Makin you when he posted it on his um when he posted it on his um Instagram he said that there was going to be a, there was going to be a longer version of the trailer out and and like I said like we were seeing all, the, all these other trailers pop in like I said like before that we, we saw a trailer for uh we saw we, we saw a trailer for a new Indiana Jones movie the Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny we saw Rise of the Beast and now also at the, around the same time too we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 so yeah, it it makes perfect sense that we're seeing all these trailers like bam, 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 bam. And I was like, and the Mario movie trailer came out yesterday. Yes, well, not yesterday. It came out two days ago too. It's like, Time and that is, is kind of like Parnsies. part. <laughs> Time is irrelevant. Oh, yeah, it, no. it isn't. It it was. But, it's just. Oh my god! Like for full for full transparency, I have not watched. I've I watched the Transformers trailer, and I'm cautiously optimistic. I have not liked any of the Transformers live action US movies, period. I just, even Bumblebee? I, I, I didn't watch Bumblebee. I'd given up by Bumblebee, but I watched the original four or however many. You might were. like Bumblebee. You might like you might I just, like Bumblebee. I don't, Trust I don't me. like how like gritty and like overly complicated they look, like all the wires. Believe it or not, they, they get rid of a lot of that. Okay. Then I might enjoy Bumblebee. Like the aesthetics is what turns me off the most. And then the the P joke from the I think it was the first one. Was yeah, just, I don't know. I don't blame you. I don't but blame you. But like I, that, that I, this is a discussion for this is a discussion for the, the get, this is this is I, a, I'm getting just, there. Uh, I'm, getting there. I'm right. getting there. What I was gonna say is I was cautiously optimistic about about that one, but I literally haven't watched any of the other trailers except for Saint Seiya. Uh I yeah, like I literally stopped the show I was like, no, you gotta look at this. I was trying to I was trying to let you just let us act like everything was normal, but you just wouldn't let me do it. But hey, it was it was very it was worth it, to be honest with you. There's way more characters got revealed in this. Like you wouldn't think that they could do a whole lot with 30 more seconds, but we literally got what was it like four or five more characters confirmed? And we got to see a lot more set pieces and how things are gonna work as well. So it's the like it's really good how they 
amazing. They it, it really looks like they're taking a lot of inspiration from the Legend of Sanctuary movie. Yeah, even right down to like them having the clots in the, in such a way where it's like like they like actually covers their mouths. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure yeah, they did that. So like when they when they do the stunt when they do have to do the stunt, they can bring in a stunt actor. So they, we won't have to be we want to see a stunt actor. But it's it it's it. But they found a way to like make it look as elegant like as the ones in Legend of the Sanctuary. I I want to see other armors before I make that claim because so far we've only saw Pegasus and then one we get to see, like, we get to see a little mysterious bit of... other armor. Mm-hmm. And I get well. Do, do you think that so? Um, I guess this is the point where we should tell people if you don't want to be spoiled on it. I mean, it's a minute long, so you can just pause this and go watch it. But we're we're about to start talking stuff that they reveal in it. Would you say that Marin had her armor on there, her cloth on? It didn't look like it to me. I'm looking at this like as as you're talking. I'm looking at this trailer like frame by frame. I'm, I'm putting it at like point twenty five on speed to look at like to, to 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 like just let everything sink in. And let me see. Let me get to the part where the mirror is like uh, towards the end. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna say towards the end. Oh yeah, okay. There she is. Yeah, it looks like she's wearing her cloth. Let me get back. Yeah, to yeah. She looks like she's wearing. She looks. Like she's, yeah, she totally looks like she's wearing her cloth. So she got the she's got the headpiece on and everything. Oh yes, she does. Her cloth was never super fancy, so I always have trouble remembering. <laughs> but yeah, she's she, like, I'm surprised at how well. I mean, the mask helps. But like I'm I'm really surprised at how instantly recognizable she was. I would like to know who the other woman is immediately after that, like who that's supposed to I be. I think that's supposed to, Oh, that's Van, that, that's that's on Franco Jasmine. That they've already confirmed that's like Vander Gerard Femme Vander Gerard. Oh, it's a woman in this one? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. So so basically we got the the female Vander Gerard introduced. Was Cassie did it show Cassius in the thirty second trailer? I think it did. We just didn't know who it was. Yeah, we didn't. We knew who it, we knew who it was, but um. Well, anyway, female Gerard, Marin. Um, we got to see the full armor. There's one other one that we're speculating might be the Black Saint because it looks similar to Seiya's, but it's it's like it's either actually black or it's just a poorly lit scene for the trailer because there's like the Gerard Foundation people like storming with. Oh, their, it's just a poorly guns. lit scene. That 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 is Seiya. That is Seiya. Yeah. You see that when you see Cassius run at run at uh at Seiya, well at one of the character that is Seiya, but it's like it's just poorly lit. I'm I'm looking at, again. I'm looking at this. I'm looking at this like frame by frame. And I'm like and I can I can see things right now. Also, so, fucking motherfucker, motherfucking like um. Is Arthur that a Costas, man. that like sprints at him? Yes. At the forty. And that is Cassius. And that is Cassius. That 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 that's the um that that's the um that that, that that's wearing the cloth because like that 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 the actor that 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 we, we it's already kind of confirmed that that actor Nick Sol is gonna be on Cassius. It looks like it's like symbiotic suiting onto him. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense if they if they're going like you know the Saints wear more mythical armor and the and the Black Saints are wearing more something techno organic. Okay, yeah, that is okay. I I finally got the freeze frame to work properly. Yeah, so I guess that he's yeah, I guess that he's gonna be the black saint. So this looks like a weird mix of Legend of Sanctuary and the Netflix anime. Yeah, and like I said before, when it came to, when it came to the Netflix anime, I don't disagree with a lot of the decisions. Like I like there's things. Yeah, they could have done a lot better with the writing, but in terms of like their ideas, like having a Vander Gerard character was a was a good choice when you think about it in a narrative sense. Because if you're gonna get to point A to point B in a quick in a short amount of time. This is, I think, I think this 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 is the better option to do to do to do the black. Say we did it before. If we did it the way it was intended, 
how like how we did in the in the in the original in the original anime and the manga, it would just we 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 be asking too many questions and we we'd be asking too many things from the from the movie itself. And I think what they want is they want us to have the least amount of questions as possible. Just get just to get us through it, you know, through the running time as much as they can. And I think that was the idea for Vandergaard the character when they when they made him was like, okay, we need to get to point A to point B. In this case, we need to get we need to get the saints to like out of the out of the sanctuary for their training to like the to the, the to the to the Galaxian Wars to the Black Saints. We also need to get them to another thing, but we need to do it in a short amount of time. So in order to truncate all that, we just have, we'll just make the we'll just make something else that kind of fits in that same spirit. Alrighty then. Oh my god. Just and then like okay, not only that too, but uh, we just got a confirmation that um uh, uh, over in Brazil they just confirmed that it's gonna, that they're launching the the next season of the CGI show in 2023. So it's like it is confirmed. We are getting it in 2023. Sorry, I was looking at the cast to see. So I because th- I was trying to figure out if that was Iki. Yeah, that's Iki. The one that's like you see like, the one with like the like the side cut in the, in the side. IMDb has him listed as mysterious assassin. Well, he kind of like referred to himself as Nero, and at the San Diego Comic Con, apparently they 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 announced it as like Nero. But I'm saying like the is is that him? Is it? Yes, I've that's never him. Seen a picture of him. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like I'd never seen a picture of him, so I looked him up on IMDb, and it says mysterious assassin. So um, yeah, we all know we we all know it's bullshit. That's icky. Unless they're just, that's they're just okay. trying. Oh, what am to I saying? It's not like It's Nero. It's Ono. <laughs> He's like, gonna go. Man, he's gonna go protect Burnt Sienna, who also got revealed in this trailer, and she got freaking Jim and the Hologram Synergy eyes going on. Like, I there this this I I I felt like I understood more with the thirty second trailer than I do with the minute long trailer. I have so many more questions. Uh, I it still didn't quell my fear. So in in the now scrapped first draft of this, by my main point that I was making about the trailer is that. I'm concerned that this is going to be just an origin story and not move far enough beyond that because there's so much, and I'm actually a little bit more nervous now because there's even more emphasis on Cassius um, who really is only important in the very beginning of the series. And then, you know, in the gold arc uh, in the sanctuary arc, when, you know, he appears to die, um, (laughs) they bring him back just to kill him. Uh, so I I'm I'm a little bit worried that this is just going to be an origin story, but but knowing that Iki slash Nero is going to be in there gives me a little bit of hope. Unless it's just like gonna like he's just there to set up the next movie. Like they're com- I don't know. I I I'm just I don't want it to just be Saya trains really hard and gets his cloth and becomes a knight and now you know the end. Like I don't want it to be that. And I'm hoping that it's not. But a lot of what we're shown doesn't give me a ton of hope that they're going to go very far beyond that. So I'm nervous. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So th- yeah. It, uh, so we're seeing a little, so it's seeing a little bit more. It, it actually kind of like made you a little bit more worried. So that, that makes sense. Cause like now that we're seeing a little bit more and, and we're seeing a little bit more about the characters are. And so it might be a little bit more um, concerning to you. And, I, and that makes perfect sense. But I will, one of our one of our other things that we brought up, and I think you said, I, I apologize, I haven't had, a, I've been busy, I have not had a chance to listen to the the episode that you did with uh, Ben Haas and Pollux. Um, but I believe you said that you guys mentioned that the visual effects were a little bit worrying to some people because they looked a little bit rudimentary. I think that the minute long one shows better examples of what the CGI can do. 
like when the Cassius mask comes down and um, like when Saya is like channeling as Cosmo, I feel like the 30 second, the 30 seconds we had before probably showed the worst half of the CGI. And this shows the better half because it, it didn't look like the, the new parts that we got did look fairly nice, I guess is what I'm trying to say. All right. All right. Do you still uh, want to oh talk about the documentary? <laughs> no, not only well, yeah, we have, but the, not only that too. But like I said, like there's something that we need. Like I said, the third season of the CGI show just got announced as well. That was already like sort of announced. It wasn't yeah, because I was like, but we knew it was coming. Like it's nice to have I mean, the official gonna... confirmation. It's nice to have more information than we had between season one and season two. Yeah, and like, I, I, I do, I do appreciate. It's like we don't have to wait like like another like. 17 months for this one so i predict like well, i said i think my like my prediction is going to come true of it being sometime in like spring of 2023 so I, i'm pretty sure we'll see it by like april at, at the latest netflix likes to do that they don't with their animated shows this they is don't crunchy roll this time remember oh that's right it is crunchy roll my bad i was gonna say netflix t- doesn't typically wait a full year between seasons for cartoons for animated no stuff. and usually they, usually with cartoons they, they would they, they do even they do something far worse where it's like Hey, say they say they did, they did like twelve episodes, and they just split those episodes, and they make you wait until then. And technically, they consider that two episodes. They consider that two seasons, but actually, it's one. That's another the that's, top head fiasco. Yeah, because that, that's kind of like their um, that's kind of their like their their um, kind of like their backdoor not to pay not to pay like full union union um, dues for the actors. That's so like and to the animators. So it's like that's that's a whole different issue. But yeah, this is Crunchyroll, which is even worse, and which is even worse with the voice actors normally. But um, but yeah, like this is a, this, like I said, like this is Crunchyroll. I'm pretty sure that this is this is also Toy as well. So they're gonna. So I'm pretty sure what they're gonna do is they're gonna have everything like you know already set up for like next year. And then like okay, then this season we're gonna this season's gonna be on this date. This this date. Blah 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 blah. So I'm pretty like I said, we only got the confirmation, but I wouldn't be surprised if like I I think it's too soon to say winter of 2023. I say it's gonna come out the as like the like the earliest we're gonna see it where it would be um. Would be spring, and that's actually a good time because if if you're gonna if they're aiming for a movie, then that, that's a really good synergy for them to release the release this and the movie at the same time. Yeah, they probably. I was gonna say it's it's gonna come out before the movie comes out because they're gonna want to hype it up as much as possible and get as much like secondary stuff going along with it. Like like every time there's like a kids, I say kids property because Saint Seiya technically is a kids property, even though it kind of aged with its audience. Um, but mm-hmm. anytime there's like a kid's property that gets a big Hollywood movie, there's always like a cartoon that goes along with it. There's probably going to be like a video game or a phone app that's going to come out for it. Um, Fortnite skins. I would actually like that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, then it gets, we will play. So it's like, it makes sense. Yeah, I, was like, I, I would actually enjoy that because now that, now that the cringe factor of seeing Naruto, Naruto running past me after I die, has worn off. Like I'm all for whatever characters they want to put in. Yeah, I, I, when, when I when I see Goku beat me up, when, when I see Goku in AK47, it's like you know what? I've been I've been desensitized at this. I I'm more terrified of Bulma running at me with a freaking. Some, oh, guess what? Guess what skin I brought? <laughs> oh lord! This was one of the cheapest, and which was the one I actually brought? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's You're the one Bulma. you mentioned. I didn't get any of the the Dragon Ball ones, but I will definitely get Saint Seiya ones if they put them in there. I'm yeah, re- I'm hoping I mean, that you're talking to a guy who's seriously contemplating buying the John Cena one. Well, I you know what I'm really hoping for, and this is gonna sound stupid, but I hope that they do like 
product tie-ins like you know back in the day pokemon and sailor moon and i'm trying to think of other property rugrats they would have like craft mac and cheese that's shaped like them and they would be like on the cover of a chip like on the front of a chip bag or something like that that's the kind of novelty bullcrap that i love and i would absolutely like i have a pringles can and a cereal box that has overwatch stuff on it because i love overwatch not so much yeah overwatch yeah two, i remember I love overwatch I, one. and um, yeah, I, 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 rem- I remember i bought some pop tarts i remember i, I did i yeah. did the pop tarts thing so I would like to see that kind of stuff. I think that would be neat. But it, it all depends. And yes, on... I did buy the Lucio O's. They were so gross. I hated them. But I, I know, them. but I was like, oh god, I actually. Love Whoever thought that vanilla flavored like oats? Banana. Are good? It was vanilla. I thought it was banana and vanilla. Oh my god, it, we it, are. Like... It was at least vanilla because that's all I could taste when I ate it. All right. You know, okay, so let's end this conversation right here. Like, you know, any final thoughts on the trailer? Any final thing, anything, any hopes, any dreams, anything you're, you're afraid of? Anything you want to discuss before we move on to, like, the real thing that we wanted to discuss? I, like I said, I just, I hope we get to see the Galaxian War. I hope, because I say that, but also I feel like if we, the, the main reason why I'm so nervous that it's just going to be Seiya's journey to getting his cloth and and maybe him defeating the Gerard Foundation or whatever, and not really delving into the Galaxian arc is because you would. I, I feel like if we were gonna get, you know, Shiryu and Shun and Hyoga or Hyoga, is that how they said it? The documentary Hyoga that was funny. Hyoga. Um, no, it was it was blaming on Jorge. I think is mispronounced Hyoga's name, and I laughed really hard. But anyway, that's beside the point. We'll get to that. Um, but I, I feel Mexican, like if they were gonna be in it, then we probably would have seen some inkling of it in the trailer or have some like rumored cast or something. And there's just nothing. There's no Shun slash Sean. There's no Hyoga news. There's no, I mean, we have Iki, but also Iki is intrinsically tied to the black saints so that they could still make that work. I'm just worried that the, they didn't want to, because, because this, we, we did talk about, the budget for this is i think you said it's going to be around 30 million which is on the lower end of hollywood movie budgets yeah yeah i was i was, I was referring so, to the fact that like it was like it was rumored that the movie is going to be like it is like 32 mil and like i said like on average most movies are like 50 mil especially like like bigger movie like your bigger like you know sci-fi you know special effects heavy like laden movies well, on the upper end, it's like you you have your models, which is like about like you know what the one one hundred to like one fifty million. So it's like this is really on the lower end, you know, yeah, of and, it. And, and that's I why it says like, like one of the things. Uh, I was just gonna say, I feel like with that, with the the thirty million budget, and combined with all of the people that we already saw in the trailer, because we saw Sienna, we saw Marin, we saw Seiya, we saw Cassius, we saw the the female Gerard, we saw some kind of mentor figure who I'm not. Well, sure that's actually that's actually Alman Kido. That's supposed to be Mitsumatsu. Oh, that, that's the, okay. The, so yeah, that's um, um that's that. supposed to be um that's supposed to, that's Sean Bean. So we we've seen all these people. That's already a pretty like solid amount of people for a core cast. Tacking on three more people for the other Bronze Saints, and then if they actually wanted to actually do the Galaxian tournament. That's what another five bronze saints when you add in like Bear Geki and you know Ichi and, and and Wolf and all of them. So I just I don't think they have the budget to do it. If like I'm worried they might not have the budget to do, I guess is what I'm saying. That's why I'm so nervous that this is just gonna be because before I say this, nobody threatened my life 
because I know that there's going to be a knee-jerk, angry reaction to this. So nobody threatened my life. But it it gives me Jim and the Holograms movie vibes. And the reason I say that is because, yes, Saya is the title character, just like Jim is the title character for Jim and the Holograms. But you know who else we need from Jim and the Holograms to make it an enjoyable movie? The Misfits. Misfits? You know who else Thank we you. need for the the Saint Seiya series to be enjoyable? The rest of the Bronze Saints. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried that this is going to be, they're going to be so focused on telling an origin story that they're not going to get the the core of, of, of the series, which is like friendship and trust and, and bonds between people. And I, I feel like they're just not going to be able to because the characters aren't going to be there. And I, I could be completely wrong because this is just a minute trailer for a movie that's not going to come out for probably six to eight months if we're lucky. Mm-hmm. But man, man, oh man, I just, I have this like, <sighs> gut feeling that it's going to be another Jim and the Holograms movie type of thing. And I don't mean like fans are going to hate it like as much as the Jim and the Holograms fans hated that movie. It's more, it's, it's more, it's more like, they're, like they have the core elements, but they're missing the, the, the stuff that made it special. Right, right. It'd be like if you did a Sailor Moon movie and you only focused on the first like 10 or so episodes of Sailor Moon while she's by herself. That mm-hmm. would be pointless because the whole point of Sailor Moon is the the team and their friendship and their bonds. And you know, yes, Sailor Moon does have you know plot armor and you know main character syndrome, just like Saya does. But it's all of the it's the whole cast that makes the show. And Saint Seiya is the same way. And so I'm really scared that they're not going to have at least the core for you know in the series unfortunately the unfortunately i kind of already given up on on it and like avr avr is gonna see just the core the, the core um just, just seiya and, and iki and we're not gonna see the rest of the characters unless they make a sequel but you know like i said like i think i i think i think that i, I think i realize why and again this is more like okay you if you're introducing that many characters in about like say a two-hour movie you're gonna like that's it's gonna be a complete other mess because you need to like you need to put like all those other characters in that blender and you need to make sure that they all get like their equal amount of time as well because then they think it's it's gonna be kind of uneven at the point where it's just like you know you don't know what you don't know what to do with a lot of these characters and you, sometimes you can you have characters that that won't like you know um you're gonna get characters that are gonna get the lower like they're gonna get the, like the the, the other end of, they're gonna get the lower end of the straw and they're just gonna be like not have that much importance or they're not gonna be as you know used as much as all at all and yeah. I mean, to be fair, until Hyoga died midway through the uh, the Sanctuary arc, what did he do? <laughs> like, I'm a Hyoga fan, but what did he do? Nothing. <laughs> Cry about his mom? I mean, that he did that. He cried about his mom, and he cried about the Crystal Saint. And that's about it. Fair enough. Until he died. <laughs> and if you're reading the manga, he's just crying about his mom, period. Yeah, that's that's even less... Thing. Yeah, but but I, I don't know. I, I just... I. I don't want people like when I say again, when I say like Jim and the Holograms movie, I mean that they're missing the point. I don't mean that it's going to be bad. It could still be good and just be about Seiya's origin. It very easily could be, but I'm just worried that they're going to miss the point of the show. Fair enough. Yeah. And, and you are correct on that. And it's just like, you know, like it, it, it is something that believe it or not, that like as I transition us to the actual discussion we were going to have with uh, about talking about the, about the documentary, one of the things that that Ray Mana says, like one of the, one of the big things about it is like the, the friendship between them. It's the it's the bond of everybody. It's a, it's the bond that they all they all have they they all kind of have as as they grow as characters. 
It's like, you know, we we have like like, you know, we start off with Seiya who saves who saves Shiryu's life. We get we get to see, we get to learn a little bit about like, mm-hmm. you know, how their, their lives in the orphanage were. We get to see a little bit more about like how Hyoga is like, you know, even though he's ice cold, he like he is kind of like he doesn't want to take a little bit more of the responsibility. And there's this added layer, for example, in the manga and in the in the CGI show where he's actually kind of he was actually an assassin that that came from the sanctuary. But he was kind of won over by like their he was kind of won over by the by by the by the friendship because like you know what he's actually pretty cool dude I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight these guys it's like so so he has so so he has that also and then you have Iki over time like you know who you know he starts off as an antagonist but he eventually realizes the sins of what what he's committed as a matter of fact I remember very specifically when I was writing this when I was rewriting the script for the for the game for um Zaichi. I had to make sure that I had to make sure something about. I had to make sure I made a point of saying to that, that and I made a point for uh, for Iki that he had that he had a realization that you know what he was doing was wrong at the very end. I had to make sure that that that, that point was 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 hammered in, and like and it also because like there's an like spoilers to the game. There's an added mode we actually play as Iki. Like I made sure like they they we give a little bit more sympathy towards like you know simply towards um towards Iki as a character. In, in essence, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to that game. One of these days, I think I'm gonna make like I'm gonna make like a um, personally, I think I'm gonna have like a I think I'm gonna have like a post mortem about that game. Just talk about all the stuff that went into it. Um, but yeah, let, let's go on. Let's let's go on to like the to- main, the other main topic we're gonna discuss. Like again, this was supposed to be something that we were supposed to just be talking about um about the Raymond uh, uh, uh documentary, and also too we were gonna we were gonna have uh, we were gonna, we were just gonna discuss just briefly that thirty second trailer, but. You know, just life happens, man. <laughs> like, just well, I, you to quote Ian Malcolm, life, life, hey. life finds a way. <laughs> so, I, I, like, I you, say, you have some thoughts. Before. Yeah, I, I was just gonna say, I want to say that, like, I have. So, you, you, most of the people who are listening to this have probably listened to other episodes and have probably heard me talk about stuff. And when I'm passionate about something, and, and or interested in something in like a, an intrinsic way. I want to focus on things that I think can be improved, not because I want to focus on the negative, but because I want it to be the best that it can be. So if I say something that sounds like I'm being judgmental towards Ray, that's not what I'm intending. So like what as like a transition thing for the trailer that we just got, it played when it, when it first started, it played all the logos of the companies that are involved in making this. It played, um, the Toei one, it played um, Sony Pictures and like Sony their new, and then the production company. Um, oh my goodness, what was it like Lighthouse or something? What was it? No, it's like something or another, like like uh, Studio Six, Six like Stage Six, yeah. Because I think that's okay. like the that's their like their new like lower end like movie, like their new lower end movie um, um, right. publishing house. So I one of the things that came up in the documentary, and I I really think that it was. So it, it caused a lot of confusion because we don't know where she got the information from. Ramona kept referring to the the live action movie as the Netflix live action movie. And I really mm-hmm. think that it was just an assumption that she had made because the CGI series was associated with Netflix and the dub was associated with Netflix and this would also be associated with Netflix. I, th- so I, I think I do believe I do believe I do believe that in earlier in very early like stages of, of when they were when they had when they were still when they when Netflix actually gave a shit about the movie. I think that that it was so it was it was gonna that live action movie was gonna be on Netflix. I haven't I, I can't I couldn't find any 
like yeah i remember hearing something like that so it's like maybe that's where the confusion comes from like maybe she must have heard it or did some research like from second hand well i mean to to her defense like i said for a while there everything in the united states saint say was related to netflix it's not anymore Mm -hmm. now that netflix has just given them the middle finger for the most part but they like the the series or the sorry the the movie doesn't seem to be associated with netflix in any way but i could see where the uh i could see where the confusion came from but i'm glad that that kind of most i'm gonna go ahead and say that got cleared up because knowing netflix netflix loves to boast about everything that it's doing mostly because netflix doesn't have to report its numbers so the louder they scream about stuff being amazing the more people believe it uh, mm-hmm. because they they don't have to prove anything they say because they're they're they, they don't have to report to anybody their ratings or anything like i will i will say this i i did but, over here i did over here with um because i was on I, I was listening to a, another um i was watching another stream and they did mention like the, the streaming numbers from when it was on netflix and they said that it, it, it was an interesting kind of it was an interesting situation where it the, the series was doing okay on streaming the actual cdi series but the the actual like the actual like eighties, the actual the actual anime, the actual eighties anime was like lapping it by like so much. Yeah, I just I'm I'm pretty sure I, I think I think that was a bad look for them not to say anything because I'm pretty sure like yeah this is that it's doing well you know we're getting this movie but like if you if you turn if you look back and you see something that's not that's not done by um by Netflix I'm pretty sure like yeah I I think that's a, I now that I, I I'm starting to see now a lot of like the the dots starting to get connected now that I'm hearing a lot of this stuff from like from, from other people. Yeah, I, but I, what I was trying to say though is I'm just glad that, the, that that confusion got because that I mean it's it's not even been 24 hours since it got released. Well, I mean maybe it has been right around 24 hours since it got released. No, it's like it came out like around six o'clock last night, seven six seven o'clock. Oh, well, it's like anyway, 18 hours. It, it's been almost a day, and even in that day, I, I saw so many people very confused by her saying Netflix movie. So I'm glad that that got cleared up. And I figure she'll probably address it in part two or on her social media or something in the like coming up because she she seems very eager to present the most factual things that she can. We saw that a lot with the previous documentaries that she's done where she's even talked about how some of her sources didn't even seem trustworthy or she had like she's debunked some people that claim to be sources and stuff like that like we've seen that from her before so we know that she wants to get the truth out there so i'm sure she'll rectify that in some way in the future uh, but it was like i was i was talking to ramses as i was watching i was like did she just say netflix did she say netflix movie like and then i like yeah, i heard that too and i was like 10 minutes and was googling trying to figure out what the hell was going on uh but i, 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 I was assuming i was assuming that was just a slip of the tongue to be honest well, she said it like three times, so I don't think it was a slip of the tongue. I think that she might just have assumed, or maybe maybe she was going, like you said, based off some of the really early news that was coming out, like when before we had anything com- like confirmed, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, as far as we can tell, this is not going to be a Netflix movie. Um, but moving more on to her documentary, um, outside of a few like slip like i said slip of the tongues like there was a few different things that i feel like rubbed some people the wrong way um that it's it's kind of the elephant in the room that people because everybody wants to be excited and supportive about this because it's finally a relatively big youtuber getting information out there on a larger to a larger audience on a larger platform than what we have right now on our capability so saint Seiya being spread 
especially right now as they're building up for the movie is super important to get the the word out there i mean like now if only they would put the dub back up somewhere <coughs> you know um but anyway i digress like it's it's really important that this gets out but the elephant in the room i feel like kind of was the mexico thing and it's not a huge deal um but mexico is in north america <laughs> and i i don't i don't mean to laugh but it's it's funny to me just because the fandoms that i'm in this is also a problem where it's just commonplace to say central america and south america when you're referring to spanish-speaking countries on this side of the planet and really mexico is part of north america so that that was that's the elephant in the room that i want to get it out of the way first and i i don't want to speak for anybody else but i know that other people that i saw were rubbed a little bit the wrong way but about that but for the whole everybody's kind of trying to move past the the little hang-ups and see the bigger picture and the bigger picture yeah. is she introduced saint Seiya to potentially thousands of people that either only knew it in passing or maybe had never heard of it at all which is amazing yeah like i said like i like i was half paying attention like, surprised like you know as, as, at the interview like one of the things that I, as, as as a video like when it comes to these video essays one of the things that i i really like it's one of those things where it's like i like putting these types of things like on the side while i do something else and then like i'll admit i was i was playing monster hunter at the time when i was i was i was the video popped up and like i would stop every so often i make my i'd write down a little comment here and there on my notebook but in between in between things and but for you know it's it's weird because like for the most part it's um it's stuff that we already knew already Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, and like I said, like other than those weird little little things, like you know, like, like her mentioning like North America and it's not including Mexico, you know, that's you know that that, that that's um that's a, that's a, that's not that's not a that's an that's an everybody who lives in an English speaking part of a part of like North America thing. Like they tend to forget that like you have that that, that there is more than one language and the, and there's one where one place that you keep forgetting. It's not just Canada, the United States. It's also considered Mexico as well. Mm-hmm. That's that tends to like get ignored and that's um, fortunate. So it's it's always kind of kind of weird when it comes to like stuff when 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 they're saying oh the North American audience and stuff like that like you know with well, like, a huge North America well that's like uh, I made the joke earlier that like even English speaking North America doesn't quite work either because Canada is a multilingual country as well like there's French English and French are both official languages of Canada so even English speaking North America doesn't work so I understand that she was struggling finding the correct words to use without being like without making things super complicated like in the english and french speaking north american countries of the united states and canada like that doesn't roll off the tongue as much as you know north america does to you know move forward with what she's trying to say so i understand but at the same time i i've seen this this struggle with mexican fans before specifically in the tokusatsu area with with stuff coming over and they'll be like get ready north america we're gonna release you know common rider zero one and it's just the united states and canada which isn't north america that's two countries in north america but i digress it, it's it's semantics it's it you know it's a colloquial term that a lot of people for better or worse use so it's just, i just wanted to, i feel like it would be weird if we didn't bring it up but this goes back to you know we're not we're not at at odds with ray whatsoever we're not we're all working towards the same thing and we all want to like i i don't want to speak for her because i've not personally speak, spoken to her but i personally want to support her and i know that you and ben Haas also want to support 
in her efforts and finding these strange things that she just has this knack of finding. <laughs> like she she definitely buried the lead on this one because I mean the the most interesting part was the last like five minutes of the documentary. Well, I don't want to say the last five minutes. I say like the last fifteen minutes were actually pretty interesting because like okay, so just just give you just give you like just give you like a little bit of a, a breakdown of what what was said on the in that um in the documentary. She goes, um, Leona just talks about like the popularity of Saint Cecilia. That's like she wasn't like she still doesn't talk about what Saint Cecilia is. Um, and then she talks about like the popularity of other parts of the world outside of like um outside of like USA and Canada, English speaking parts of those of those other parts of the world. And like for example, like Mexico and stuff like that. So, um, I and so and then she goes on and talks about like you know she she was in contact with a lot of the people that were that were part of the part of Renaissance Atlantic that worked on the that worked on the Sailor Moon pilot. And they said no, we don't have anything about that, unfortunately. And then they cut to an interview. She then gets to an interview with um the um, apparently a lot of people message her and tell her to check out on um, Marlene Sharp. Marlene Sharp was on our show. If you want to give that a listen, you, I think I believe that's episode sixteen. We'll link post a link to that episode when we got when we when we were there. By the way, I just talked to her. She is doing fantastic. She was really ha- she's really happy. She was really happy to see her to see herself in, in the in the um in, in the documentary. And she was also like she was also like not only that, but she was also like she's also been so, she's also been like our secret like cheerleader. She's been like passing it around to like different people and our podcast to different people and like. I just sent her. I sent her a nice little note saying, "Hey, you know, I'm blessed that you that you're um, that you've been doing this for us. Even afterwards, it's like I've been blessed that you know, that we got to that we got to meet each other and we got and you you've been helping us ever since. So it's like big ups to her. Like she is like she's a she is uh like but I cannot like I, if you're she, if you're listening, and I hope you are. I'm I'm pretty sure you are, Mister Sharp. You know, I'm blessed. I'm really blessed that that you that you came on our show, and you know and. You know, it, it, and unfortunately, a lot of stuff that was mentioned in that interview with 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 with, with Sharp, that's technically stuff that we already discussed already, if not a little bit more in depth. It are on our um, on our episode on our uh, on our episode. And like, yeah, yeah I, I came to like when, like when when she was saying all that stuff, I was like literally like like I was like saying the I was saying the answers before the before the, like, when Ray said something, I would like literally say like like because I remember very specifically the things she said. And I was, I just said it out loud, like, oh yeah, like she doesn't, she like she doesn't, have it. she doesn't have it, and like, yeah, she doesn't have it. Oh, I was so, like, it's, it's stuff that one. I was just gonna, I don't, I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist here, but in our interview with with Miss Sharp or Mrs. Sharp, I'm not sure either way. Uh, but when in our interview with her, um, we were asking her about other projects that she'd worked on, and of course, she she talked about Little Dracula. She loves the hell out of Little Dracula. Like she is gonna single handedly bring that show back into the she better. The I, 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 she better. Like, uh, she but, better. Like you know, like she deserves it. She deserves it. But she also mentioned to us. Well, I think that that's also the show that she worked on the most. She said, yeah. like the like most directly. I guess I should say. Um. So that that makes sense that she remembers that the most vividly. But I I don't I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist. But when we were talking with her. She remembered working on Digimon, uh, like a like a mock up for like if they adapted Digimon. She remembered that, but that wasn't mentioned in in this. And I don't know if she maybe didn't it didn't come up, or if Ray just you know picked and chose which one she wanted to talk about. Because I'm sure it seemed like they talked about much more than she's able to fit in. Of course, um, yeah, so I think that, that's up. what ended up happening. But, but in our interview, what... we asked. We asked Marlene what other show she worked on, and she said, "Oh, I need to go through my papers and look." 
So I I kind of wonder because when when we asked her, she really couldn't remember a whole lot other than um, Sailor Moon because that was the big thing that was going on right then. And I think she was Marlene. I love you, but I think she was still confused thinking we were talking about Team Angel <laughs> because I remember at one point in the in in the interview thinking. Is she talking about Team Angel? It sounds like she's talking about Team Angel. But anyway, um, other other than Sailor Moon slash Team Angel and Starstorm and the Digimon thing, she said she was going to have to go and look at what else she had worked on. So I'm wondering if that's how Ray got so much extra information from her. Like, I don't want to take the credit for it, but I'm sure that got her thinking because these our interview probably happened fairly close to when hers happened. When you look at yeah. how long it takes to produce a documentary. So I'm wondering if, you know, that spurred her to go and look at stuff. And because we didn't know anything about the the Gundam mock-up that they talked about. Like, she never mentioned that to us. And we were, like, as gently as possible probing her for information. Like, mm-hmm. trying to push her to remember stuff and give us information. And she she honestly just couldn't. And, I mean, that, to yeah. be fair, that was, like, 30 years ago. So, mm-hmm. understandable. Um, but But ray got so much more information from her so do you think that maybe like she did go back like she said because she told us that she wanted to go back through her papers and look and see what else she yeah and on. most like most, most likely she did and most like most likely she did and we and we didn't capitalize on it unfortunately so like but like, yeah like i said like no, again no hate it's just it was funny because like i was like why didn't we get that like why didn't she tell us about gundam and what was the other one they talked about dragon ball and something else um godzilla uh, and godzilla, i i, I yeah. and you said oh and you you made the comment of you she she must be confused about that because like like the only other one that came out before the nineteen nineteen ninety eight movie and the and the TV show which fucking awesome thank you like that that Godzilla animated show but I said I remember very specifically in the, in the like the mid like like the mid nineties around the time that Power Rangers was, was getting like a lot of steam um there was a company named Trendmasters and Trendmasters was make where they were they were the license holders of Godzilla toys. And they were trying to do like their own Power Rangers thing with Godzilla. Well, I, and I thought so, that it might be like the because I remember around that same time the Godzilla and Godzuki cartoon. Yeah, but that, that was the seventies, dude. Holy that shit! Was? Was that, that was the seventies? It was the seventies. Okay, I'm stupid. I I just remember that it came on right before Sailor Moon, so I guess I just assumed that it was a nineties show. No, it was, a, it was it was if it was Cartoon Network, it was most likely one of those old cartoons that they that they used to show. I used to remember they used to air that. A it lot was on, it was aired on Toonami right before Sailor Moon. That's so bizarre. Like that's that's really bizarre. Yeah, uh, but like that shows from the seventies, so it's like they were just re-airing. They were I, re-airing. I do, I I don't the, the specifically talk about Godzilla in the ninety eight movie. The timeline in my head, and I, maybe I'm just thinking about it wrong. The timeline in my head doesn't seem to sync up that they would have been working on the godzilla movie cartoon in that time no. frame that she was explaining like it so i i don't i just i think that it was most likely like you said it was most likely something that never came out like never because a lot unfortunately a lot of renaissance atlantic stuff didn't pan out and that's because they're they're basically like an idea factory and they they're just throwing mm-hmm. everything out there to see what hits and yeah we're gonna see they, we're gonna talk about one of them we got to, we're gonna talk about two of them in a, in a few minutes yeah, like sometimes the stuff hits and sometimes it doesn't. And so I think that maybe what what uh Marlene was remembering was probably something that didn't materialize because or something that's or maybe it's like and also also to another thing you need to realize about like which about the month like and I said this too and I said this too like at our like post mortem after after the after the interview is that 
There's so much. There's got to be so much that she must have seen and so much that must have like crossed her path like on like every day. It must have been like this weird cacophony of just things that like, you know, and that's why it's like I don't blame her for feeling because like, she, she mentioned an interview and she mentioned both our interviews on our interview and with Ray and, uh, and Ray's um, interview that she was not a big fan of all this stuff that she thought of this stuff was like local, like local. Yeah. And it makes sense when you're like, if you're like, and it makes sense when you think about it because it's like, if you're working there every day and you have to like hear like something like Alpha Five just go I I I every freaking day for like twelve hours for like eight like six to eight hours a day, I would get sick of it too. And if you if you think and, also just the, the the way things were perceived back in the nineties, like cartoons back then, even still today for a lot of the part, but car- especially back then, cartoons were kid stuff, and then Japanese stuff was mostly like you know, action, like, imported live-action, like, kung fu type of movies or, like, like not, you know what I mean, like, Asian, not specifically Japanese, but you know what I mean, like, it was, like, the the poorly dubbed, like, Godzilla or kung fu action movies or whatever, and they were also yeah, your Jackie Chan, like, your Jackie Chan, and, like, like, your Jackie Chan movies that they, yeah. they used to, like, double so really the, poorly. The, like, the overwhelming perception for that, for Japanese slash Asian stuff and for kids' content back then was just kind of cringy. And yeah. so I understand when she said that it was embarrassing for her, I completely understand. And yeah, it's just also, like, so like I said, I, also when you're like surrounded by that stuff, like all the time, like, yeah, it, it, like eventually there's gotta be like a levy breaking point at some point. Also. So I'm pretty sure that's why it's like, I don't blame her one bit for, for having like at the time, having like a distaste to all that stuff. And, and that also like being in that mindset, you're not going to retain as much information either. Like mm-hmm. if you were, I were in that position being like huge fans of animation and huge fans of like Japanese anime and stuff like that, we would probably remember much more because we're paying attention and actively engaged in it, but it was a job to mm-hmm. her. And that's fair. Like not mad whatsoever because th- to her, this was how she was paying the bills. She was very upfront and telling both us and Ray that she wanted to be an actor like this was not what she wanted to do originally she eventually grew mm-hmm. to love it and now she seems to really love it but she was wanting to be an actor so th- it wasn't important to her at the time so that's why she most likely didn't retain information like yeah memories and about i'm pretty this sure stuff. And, and even too like you like you mentioned like you know and like one thing that you and one of the things that they that they mentioned in the interview and you mentioned is like like um is that you know when we did the interview she like you know she only provided so much information like well, at, at us at a time and she mentioned something in the interview with with Ray that that or something new that I didn't that that actually caught my attention and we can transition to, to the next thing is that she said like yeah I have photos that I can share with you guys and like usually within the photos you can see like little clues as to like what we were working on like that's the stuff that they send us pro materials and stuff like toys that we can look at and see how we can adapt this to to American audiences can I just say so- that when because she was speaking because talking about the toys she was saying that they shipped them like loads and loads of prototype and store ready toys for them to analyze and and you know try to figure out how to adapt these these licenses for american audiences and stuff and at the end she at the end of the video she's like oh yeah we we gave them to some kids and we donated them and you know we sold some of them and i'm like i would die to have those Power Rangers toys, to have those Team Angel one of a kind prototypes, like I understand mm-hmm. they they were using Barbie bodies, but all of those clothing, she said that it was all custom done to to represent what they could potentially manufacture if Team Angel became a television show. I that blows my mind. I 
I would have killed to just be walking down the street of California, like down the streets of California and see somebody throw in Power Rangers toys in the dumpster and be like, today's my lucky day. <laughs> it's like, hey, I found a Titanus. <laughs> yeah. The, it's, it's like six Dragon Zord. Yay. Right Hell yeah. Let's go. I really want when I was a kid, I had the, you know, the weapons that the original Power Ranger team had. Yeah. That were only in like three episodes and they just stopped using them, but they combined. Yeah. 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 It was like it was like a dagger that was a gun and it, you can attach like a thing. And it was like a slingshot. Well, there was no there was a sword. There was a bow. There was an axe. There was a lance. Oh, OK. Oh, no. The, the actual weapons. Yeah. 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 OK. I thought you were talking they about like combined the combined like a cannon because that used to be yeah, a big yeah yeah oh, that's, that's a, I love that thing yeah, yeah I had those toys I would kill to have those back but I literally abused the hell out of them and they were just like shattered and broken by the time oh no no no, no. Let, 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 let's let's what what what, what you gotta you, you gotta look at it in a more positive way they're well played oh yeah like I had so much fun with those but I'm I'm just saying I would kill well, to have those as an adult like and yeah and be able oh, to yeah, preserve definitely. them but. I don't even want to look at eBay. I already made myself sad looking at eBay once this week, and I'm not doing it again. Yeah, I was. I, I, if it was me, I would. Uh, if it was me, I, I really want the the the, the Red Dragon uh, Thunder Zord. Like I, oh, nice. for, yeah. I kill for that so because that's like one of my favorite like mechs and all of like all, in that early '90s like Sentai and and Power Ranger stuff. That's still like the coolest fucking like that, that's still the coolest one. Thankfully, anyways, I, I got my favorite. Power Ranger toy, uh, like my Holy Grail Power Ranger toy, I got it before like the resurgence of popularity for the show, so I got it dirt cheap. So I'm, I'm oh. okay. <laughs> all right, but yeah, but, but going on, like, yes, we, we, she, she actually showed off some photos, uh, to Ray of like all the stuff that, that they had all over the place. One of them was, mm-hmm. we were discussing this, like, one of them was actually this really cool, like, jungle, like, like urban jungle type of thing with like aliens, yeah, and like set in like like post-apocalyptic LA it looked like because the the tagline said you thought LA was a jungle or something like that yeah so I think it was like dystopian future but they yeah looked, it looked they reminded me so much of those um I, I mean this would come out much later but it reminded me so much of those characters from the Daft Punk music videos when they yeah used, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Leiji Miyamoto is that who they used for that Leiji Matsumoto yeah Matsumoto yeah um it, it reminded me a lot of those characters because they're very sleek and they had kind of like blue tinted skin and they looked kind of retro, but it was definitely like retro futuristic. The picture was very hard to make out because the again, these are thirty year old photos, thirty thirty plus year old photos. Uh, so and we didn't have hard... like, and we and we never had, and we didn't, and I'm pretty sure the people that were taking it, they weren't like, they didn't, they didn't have like like the, they didn't go to like photo classes like, oh, let's just take a snapshot here and just yeah. see, and have it here as like a like whatever. Yeah, so it, it's again like we're, we're just like grasping at straws you said that you saw a toy in there that ray didn't notice um you said that it was like oh goodness i can't remember what it was but it was something that she didn't bring up you said that it was something set next to one of the knights of the zodiac toys i think no i can't remember i don't remember that at all but like i, I do like remember like looking toy or something like that no i said i said i said the saint say uh this when we get to the actual like the actual main event i said this is like some bootleg ass like stuff that i can't believe that they actually like they were about to go through with this i could have sworn you said that you i you knew what one of the shows for the toys was anyway i digress like the the for me the big thing was the the team angel dolls those were freaking mm. amazing looking and again and for, i know for, that if they had been produced they probably would have been dumbed down to the extreme and because dolls by 90 standards 
I mean, we've all seen the Sailor Moon dolls. They're not mm-hmm. good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, when given those weird faces. Yeah, and, and the weird hair, and mm-hmm. everybody had knee-high boots for some reason. It was just a mess. Yeah. So, but and I was um, gonna say, I want to say like one last thing on that on that other one about the about the weird like post apocalyptic one. It reminded me a lot of I don't even remember of Exo Squad. Yes, I remember Exo Squad. Yeah, it reminded me of like the the way that the way they were the way they were describing it, it's like it kind of reminded me of like the the enemy alien race the Neo Sapiens. And I was like, mm-hmm. is this like some like like one of the earlier things for like Exo Squad? Well, she she compared it to Mummies Alive, which I I didn't see the connection really. Maybe in like a yeah, very same rudimentary. Here. Maybe like a like a super super basic rudimentary form. It might have developed further into uh, Mummy's Alive, but I I didn't personally see the connection. Um, but I really really loved Mummy's Alive. Like it was one of my core kid like shows as a kid. So that was it's one of those, it's one. It's, I'll be honest with you, it's like one of those. I'll be honest with you, it's one of those shows that surprisingly still held up. That's one of those ones where like I look, so I, cool. I watch a few episodes back. I'm like, hmm, this is actually more clever than it has to be. I'll give them I'll give them that much. But um, going back, like yeah, she she mentioned a lot of stuff, like you know the Teen Angel stuff, and unfortunately they, she couldn't find no connection to Starstorm at all from all the stuff that she that from all the photos, unfortunately. And like yeah, like there's there's a lot of things that, that Miss Marlene Sharp must have like must already remembered by that time, and you know like you know. And again, um, yeah, it, the doors that, open, Miss Miss Sharp. You know, like you know, we we would love to have you back on. You know, not, not like more in a more casual. You know, as friends, not as like you know, as an interview. Just like we'll just we can talk it up a little bit, duck it up a little bit. We'll get some co- we'll each just a white coffee, and we'll have like a digital like like coffee talk about all this. And like she also confirmed that she did indeed at one point have the entire fifteen or ten or fifteen minute pilot. Because mm. she she did choose those scenes that were in the the sizzle reel, like she chose those. Mm. The, yeah, because she edited it. Remember, she said that at one point. Yes, that's she right. Had the full, she had the full thing at some point, but she was most likely just borrowing it from the head of Renaissance Atlantic because yeah, from to make it uh, and had to give it yeah. back. But I assume like she didn't outright say no because like, he was making it. He was making it for. He was making it. For, I want to see for the Fred Ward is someone else. Um, but no, he was making it for him. And um and and he was making I'm pretty sure like the, the, he was picking up the stuff and she was like okay we'll, we'll use I'm pretty sure she's like okay we we'll use this video from this video this video this, this video and like okay I'm gonna pick this scene this scene this scene, this scene from the and, and they let's go they definitely it. spent more time on the stuff that actually got produced like Team Angel mm-hmm. also only got like 20 seconds but they showed like the full Common Rider theme song or Mass Rider sorry theme song and they showed yeah. a lot of Power Ranger stuff if you watch that whole demo reel. So they focus much more on the stuff that actually got produced. I mean, obviously, because they're trying to advertise how successful they are. You don't want to show a bunch of failed pilots. <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I mean, like, it, it is it is a nice proof of concept that they actually went through and filmed stuff for this. And I I am remaining hopeful that Ray is able to track it down. She did. Um, she So the, the primary focus for part two is going to be on what we're about to talk about, the revelation at the, the very, very end. Um, but she did say that she hasn't given up the search for Starstorm and that there will be some form of update in part two. So yeah, I'm and holding out like she, that she finds something. Because like, oh, like I was going to so that was one of the things I was going to talk about really quick. It's like she she eventually said like you know what let let well, let me do some let me do some cross referencing with like all these actors that 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 work at like at Renaissance Atlantic, seeing if like there's any any matches. And she found three of the actors. She found three of the actors that that the the, the character who played quote unquote uh, Iki, the the character who played quote unquote um, Shun Sean, 
and the character and and the, and the character the guy who played um Shiryu. And when it came to the actor who played um, Iki, who I, he was an African American male, I forgot the name of the actor. He said, like, you know, he's just like he, like, um, he's still he's still active, but he's I think he's taking a break right now, so it's it's hard to find anything. And then same thing with the other the actress who played Shun, and yeah, but the actor who played um, the actor played on Chiryu, he was the one who's actually the most active, who's still doing stuff today. Um, Eddie Eddie Mui, As a matter of fact, he has a Twitter. I, I actually just followed him. And you know he, he and you know he has even though he hasn't been active since 2020 in his in on his um Twitter he he has been active like in like all he's been active still and like apparently they're still like like doing stuff in bet- they're still like sending stuff in between but like unfortunately by the time they, that she got everything done I'm pretty sure like she had to like get something done she had to get this done before like yeah, you know before a certain she said that he's most active on Instagram and that's where she reached out to him to message him um and he did respond. But I think that they weren't able to coordinate an interview time by the deadline that she wanted to get this out for. Because she wanted to get this out, obviously, around Saya's birthday. I, I don't think that's a coincidence. I, I know that she wanted to premiere it a couple of days ago, but it's still within the like the week of Saya's birthday. And I think that that was on purpose, like as a little like nod to the fandom. At least I hope it was. And it, I hope it wasn't just a coincidence. Um, yeah, well, I think it was just it was just dumb luck. It was dumb luck because like she she said that toy was was kind of like was being was they were being kind of assholes and they were trying to be like you know trying yeah, to like strike down like, a lot of it. it but like, also, it like, hold on. Be... One of the things one of the things I said on the on, uh, when we did the first podcast um, with uh, with Pollux and and Benkas was that it doesn't surprise me that because this kind of reminds me of the same issue that happened when One Piece when they were showing off when when they were previewing One Piece film Red. And there were a lot of uh, to, like a lot of YouTubers who were getting their stuff like taken down because like they were like they were showing something like at least a picture or an image, and they were getting their their um their channels being taken down taken down. So I'm pretty sure what must have, what must have been happening is that um they saw they they saw that that 30 second trailer, and they went into panic and Toy went into panic mode, and like they're now trying to fly with the word Saint Seiya. Uh, I just I I wish that companies would understand that fans own. Obviously, YouTubers make money to some degree, depending on how big they are. But if, like, if, if they're not using audio, if they're not using extensive amounts of video from the project, if they're just giving you free press, don't take their mm-hmm. videos down. All like, yeah. just like us, all we're trying to do is to get the community excited because at the end of the day, we want the Saint Seiya movie to succeed. That's and we want I, stuff, and we want stuff, and we want also stuff like that, like what Ray Mana is doing, where she's like yeah. she's uncovering these things and, and creating more excitement to get more attention to the other series that they're being on as well. But I, I mean, like for for them to like for for her to feel like her hard work was in danger of being taken down, like I don't know if she like got a warning or a notice or if it was just a gut feeling that she had or if she saw other. No, what usually what they, what a lot of YouTubers what they do is they'll they'll, they'll put up the they'll, they'll put the video on. And what's interesting when you put up a video is that you can like before you can publish it, you can you can cross reference it through 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 the automated system to see if it'll catch anything. Right. It will tell you, oh, on this amount of time to this amount of time, it's gonna it's copyrighted by this. So it's either gonna be either we're gonna either you're not gonna get payment for this. You can, you're allowed to use this, but you're not gonna get payment for this, or we're gonna take it down because we have to take it down. Most of the time, it's most of the time it's like it's it's for the like. It's the, it's the earlier stuff where it's like okay, well you 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 can use it, but you're using copyrighted things that, that you cannot that you cannot like make that you can't make profit out of. 
So I'm pretty sure what right. the, ended up happening, like she must have like she ran it once through that system. It must have like flagged her, and must have like flagged her, and then it, then she kept on adding to like until it, until it, it it got unflagged. But but my I guess my point is I think that big companies greatly overestimate how much YouTubers make from their videos. Mm-hmm. Like I understand a law is a law, you should follow the law. But on the flip side of that, they're giving them free press. They're giving, That's they're what giving I'm gonna the say. community hyped up. They're getting everybody excited. They're they're giving no like they're they're letting people know updates about the production and all this kind of stuff. They're they're making people excited, and Toei doesn't even have to pay them. So them to to take away whatever little money that Ray is getting from this seems ludicrous to me. Because and again, a law is a law. Blah blah blah. But realistically, and not just that. It's not just a law is a law, but it's like international law like there's like the laws are so different from japan to the united states that's another that's another thing that creates a lot of problems too like a lot of people are like oh yeah well this and this and this and this was like yeah but that's american that's like north american that not north american that's, that's usa law like japan law is very different from usa law well I, my point though is that like no, YouTube, I, I, I know. people remember the early days of youtube where people were making thousands and thousands of dollars a month that rarely happens anymore. That only happens for the really big ones like Markiplier, uh, Jacksepticeye, and um, Mr. Beast. Yeah, Mr. Beast, like uh, Sophia Nygaard, like these people with millions and millions of subscribers, they're the ones making the good money. Everybody else that has less than like 3 million subscribers are not are, are making enough to pay their bills basically to live their lives. Pretty much, yeah. They're not living a life of luxury. So the fact that that she is getting people hyped up for this movie and introducing people to the series that doesn't have a home currently anywhere legally in the United States. Uh, the, the CGI show does, but the, the actual like original show doesn't have a home anywhere. So she is doing all of this legwork to get people introduced and excited. It just, it feels gross if they're, if, if they're trying to like ping her for copyright or something like that, yeah, because... that, that, I mean, I, I won't, I won't deny that. That is kind of, that is kind of very scummy. But again, it's just how the, that's just how unfortunately how how things work. Unfortunately, and like I wish there was a way you can fix it, way to fight it, but I, I just don't know like what the answer is and at this point. So to be fair with you, YouTube doesn't help out a lot either because Mm-mm. like if if somebody flags something for copyright, your video is like that's taken as gospel, like you have to fight for an investigation to be done to see if it was a false claim because some companies, even with their hordes of lawyers, don't understand fair use, which mm-hmm. is hilarious to me. But a lot of a, a lot of companies don't understand fair, fair use and will flag YouTube videos that are following the law because they don't want them using any of their stuff. Because under fair use, as long as it's transformative and you're not using more than, I, I think it's like 30 seconds continuously or something like that then it's legal yeah everything that ray did was transformative i feel like it it was she was telling her own narrative and her own journey through the lens of a show but we're we're getting Mm -hmm. pretty off topic but my point is is that she is doing god's work getting the she's she's using her platform for good instead of evil (laughs) to get get people to be excited about saint Seiya, and it's I, I, I want to applaud her because it's really obvious that this was not, th- this is something that she stumbled upon that she felt that people needed to know about. 
this isn't yeah and like, we, as... we should we should we should we should actually like get our we should get started and get, talk about like the main event here like the the big thing that 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 she that the big thing that that um that they that that we're here to talk about here and that the fact is as as something something that something that kind of took us all kind of off guard was that she she made a request from <laughs> when she made a request to make all the Sailor Moon stuff she got anything that kind of remotely sounded like Sailor Moon and some things yeah, didn't like come Project in on time but you know but we all of that yeah anything that could potentially be Sailor Moon. Yeah, and one of the things that and one and here's another thing that I found interesting that like one of the, the you know that video that that we that we supposedly found at the that was supposedly found of Starstorm that was on that the Library of Congress. Um, she mentioned and I think it's already confirmed that that is only that thirty second clip, not the not the fifteen minute not the fifteen minute one. Well, so I think that she yeah. said all they were able to find was the the clip that we saw. Yeah, so like and like that... even if even if we made even if we even if we made a Herculean task and try to get it from the Library of Congress. At best, we were going to get that. We we're just going to get the, what we already seen before. Yeah, because one of, However, she, one of the things she mentioned in this in the Sailor Moon documentary is that just because you see something on the Library of Congress doesn't mean that they actually have it. Um, mm-hmm. It could be that it was sub- like they submitted the paperwork but never submitted the actual footage. It could be that they misplaced it, which can happen mm-hmm. with human error. So I think that if I'm remembering correctly, I think she said that there was a list for. Because I think I even saw it, like a list for where it said like full pilot or fifteen minute pilot or something like that, but they just were not able to find that that disc or that VHS tape or whatever it is for her is what, yeah. how I understood it. But yeah, the the only thing they have readily available uh, for Starstorm currently that we know about is just the the piece that we saw in the demo reel and what we're about to talk about next because well, yeah, what it's in. But because, like I said, like when she made a when she made a request to get all the things that that kind of remotely sounded like Sailor Moon, she got something that she got something she got a lot of things. She got a lot of things that that, that didn't really pertain to Sailor Moon. But she got but she got but she found the she found everything. She found you know you know hey we got to see we got to see not only the the music video but we got to see the promo. We got to see a lot of other cool things from Sailor from that Sailor Moon pilot. Cool. Uh, apparently, a lot of stuff didn't come didn't come in. And one mm-hmm. of the things that came in was Guardians of the Cosmos. A really and, low budget looking adaptation that was re it, it it looked even more low budget than Saban Moon. <laughs> like it it looked it looked pretty rushed. Oh uh, my like god. A fully reanimated, re-realized version of Saint Seiya. Like all new character designs. They were very firmly rooted in the anime designs, but they were completely original character designs and completely original animation it didn't look like any core assets were reused unless they were except like, for like there's some there's something that were core assets like like for example we 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 cut oh my god it, it, it this is the most hilarious shot because like i can't remember because like paul x brought up a good point um like when you when we see the pope when we see pope aries like we get to see a shot of him and like like he said like he because they gave him not inexplicably they gave him like like this like like this like blue skin blue yeah, like white like yeah, and like he said, like he looks like he looks like Ming the Merciless from from Defenders of the Earth. I'm like, oh, he fucking does. The worst part is like, like when, goblin. I, and the worst part is like when they, during like there's a there's a there's, there's actually an episode where they have to use like really early concepts for that for that cartoon, and he looks exactly like this, like like one to one to this. That's a, <laughs> that's the whole hilarious part. But but when you're talking to him, um, when you're talking to all, when you're talking to all the gold saints. I'm very sure they just traced over like the like like you know like you know the, the character stuff that they sent that toy was sent over to them 
So I'm looking at this. It just looks like they, they, they just took a lot. They just took those images and just redrew it. Exception, I think Shura. Shura looks like he's on PEDs. As I say, Shura is a daddy in that. Like he's a and also fucking and also daddy. this confirms also that also this confirms that fucking um Death Mask is a fucking manlet. <laughs> tiny, it's okay. a tiny little dude. I I I I will say that um if you're paying attention to the documentary, this was not a surprise because yeah, but it was it, a surprise how she got it. That's all I got. Yeah, that's that, that caught me off guard. Like, I I knew it was coming because. It was either in the thumbnail or in the intro. I can't remember, but she used a shot of. No, she used it. She used in the YouTube link. She used, not the YouTube. She used it. Um, she used it when she was promoting on Twitter. She used the. She used the. She used parts of this. Um, parts of this intro to like promote it. No, no, no. I would say before it came out. Oh, okay. Yeah, but 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 it was either. So it was either in the intro for the 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 documentary or it was the thumbnail. But there was the like a bust it was like three different versions of Saya. it was the cgi one it was the traditional animated one or maybe it's the manga one and the traditional animated one and then there was a third one that looked like a crudely drawn american cartoon i was like she found something completely unrelated didn't she she found some other like adaptation didn't she and so it wasn't super surprising to me just because as a saint Seiya fan i was like that is not what Saya is supposed to look like um, and I kind of honed in on it, and that's just how my brain works. But like seeing what she actually found was a surprise. Like it wasn't a surprise that she was going to find something. I don't think she would have released it if she didn't find anything. I think that the narrative would have been very different. And also the whole intro about serendipity and defining it, and you know, there was like a misdirect with it at first, where you were like, oh, the serendipitous event was going to be you know with the the sharp interview but but no i i knew that wasn't it because you and i both knew that she didn't have she did not have that dim or that pilot um but i i so i knew that she found something but seeing what she actually found was pretty shocking because it's just it's like how many how how many of these did they put into production yeah that's a good that's a good question she she's she definitely said that digimon didn't get to the animated stage or the, the I mm-hmm. guess the producing stage. She said that specifically. But did Dragon Ball? There's something in the Library of Congress that they they had for Dragon Ball. Did did anything? Did they animate anything for the Gundam adaptation? Like, did they? Apparently, from what I heard, it was gonna be live action. Oh God, that would never have worked in the '90s. The technology was. Oh not there. no! It would have. It would have. It would have like, fucking tanked. Them. It would have like if 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 Doozy Bots would have would have would have tanked it if they were released it then. A live action one would have tainted even more. So the best decision they could have done was actually release Wing. <laughs> it was like their best, that was the smartest choice they did. Yeah, I, and and we've talked about. Well, I I can't remember if I've talked about it on here, but I know that on Ancient Anime I've talked about it at length. That the Saban Moon and I guess we can add Guardians of the Cosmos to this list now could have radically changed how anime as a whole would be brought over to the United States because. At the end, the reason why we got, and we know this for a fact, the reason why we got Sailor Moon the way we got it was because Deke's plan was significantly cheaper than Toon Maker's plan, Renaissance Atlanta. Yeah, do it cheap. And, and you know, Toei was not looking to front a bunch of money. And, you know, in, in the documentary that Ray did, it was very clear that Renaissance Atlantic didn't have the money to fully fund this themselves, and Toon Maker's didn't have the the 
Like they were going to be relying on Toei to some degree. So it was just cheaper to do it that way. So by happenstance of companies just being as cheap as possible, we got the best timeline for, for how anime could come over here, at least as far as I'm concerned with the circumstances, we were in the best timeline. Because mm-hmm. imagine the nightmare timeline where Guardians of the Cosmos is is what English speaking fans think of as soon as you say Saint Seiya. Like I I don't even want to think about it. Like, yeah, I, this I this will be a, this will this would be a, this would be a Guardians of the Cosmos podcast, not a Saint Seiya cos- um, podcast. <laughs> oh God! Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do it as a joke one of these days. Watch, I'm gonna do that. April one of these <laughs> Uh, no one listens to this shit. I'm gonna like get people off guard. Watch this. Watch, watch. I'm gonna I just, get. I'm gonna get. I I just uh, I don't under, I don't understand how this exists. Like I don't understand how this exists. And nobody said anything about it. The only thing I can think of is that the people that were producing it just weren't passionate about it. I I, I don't want to say that because I don't I don't know the circumstances. But they weren't invested. I guess in the bigger picture of it beyond what they were trying to produce right there. So it, and it, obviously it didn't get produced. So it didn't stick in people's minds as a talking point to talk about, if that makes sense, because there's hundreds of pilots that happen all the time and networks decide to pass on them and they never see the light of day. There's hundreds, mm-hmm. thousands, thousands upon thousands of pilots that we will, will never see because you know, the a, a handful of studios that control all of Hollywood were just like, nope, we're gonna pass, and then it just never got made. So, and not just not just that, like you you mentioned something earlier. This is just proof of concept. Like, right? Like, yeah, the, the animation quality looks janky, but I'm pretty sure if they they would have went through with it, there would have been some sort of aota of like of, of like control, or there would have been some sort of aota of like quality control at least. Not by a whole lot, knowing how like the animation, how the animation like tone pole at the time was was like if you're not made by if you're not made by by um if you're not if you're not something that's produced by these but produced by Warner Brothers and like doing stuff like Batman the animated series, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get the lower end of the stick. What so I would like, like to know is um, did uh, I wonder if and this is going to be completely speculation. We probably will never get an answer on this, but then again, maybe Ray will cover this in part two. Um, but I just want to know, it was really smart for them to include the gold saints because the gold saints are arguably the most popular characters outside of like the core five bronze saints. Yeah. Like they're so popular, especially in Latin America um, and in Central America. Sorry, that that'll never get old to me. Uh, Mexico, Central America, South America. The, the the Gold Saints are incredibly popular because that was like the iconic part of the show. And so I don't know. I wonder if Toei was adamant that they include the the Gold Saints, or if somebody behind the scenes is like, "Hey, if you look at our Spanish speaking friends, this is what they're freaking out about the most." So obviously this is like the hit this is what we should go with and include them i wonder which direction like where that direction came from because if i in, think in... i think i i think i think it was the i think it was the latter where it's like look it this show is doing this show is doing really popular in in mexico france in brazil in italy, italy. but you know but I, but look and they pretty much they, they pretty much got to see it and they're like look this looks good but like we have to make it more palatable, palatable to American audiences. And I'm pretty sure they're like they pretty much gave them like I'm pretty sure the toy or whoever was in charge was like, okay, 
you have to have these elements. You have to have the five main gold. You have to have the fame, five main bronze saints, and you're supposed to have to, and you're supposed to have the, like the gold saints. Mm-hmm. Or they must have been like, okay. Or Toy must have been like, okay. Here's a here's a, here's a few episodes of the show. Where we're gonna show you stuff from like the the parts that people really like, which is the gold saints, and that's all you're gonna get. Well, the the reason why I asked that question is because from a pitch point unless they're just going to dive unless the plan for guardians of the cosmos was just to dive immediately into the sanctuary art they were going to need to focus on the core five characters more like for the beginning episodes of this theoretical show that they were trying to produce so from like a pitch standpoint it didn't make a lot of sense to show you like end of season characters and because they did I feel like it was about 50-50 between the Bronze Saints and the Gold Saints being showcased. Maybe the Bronze Saints got showcased a little bit more. But I feel like if you're pitching this idea, providing this proof of concept, you would want to focus on the core of what the story is. And the Gold Saints, for better or worse, are kind of like titrary, like extra characters that come in. At the time, yeah. Especially the on the... Yeah, so around the time... Go ahead. Okay, I was gonna say especially I was gonna say especially since like you like you mentioned that like they really had no real character or rather they have very little character. We only got to we only got to see a few of them and only like the, some of them only had like one note like I am I am Aldebaran I I am big and powerful but I but I have a good heart. I am Deathmask and I like killing things and I, I'm Scorpio Milo. I'm a hard headed like I'm a hard headed idiot. Uh, I am Iodios. I carry a lot of weight of my brother's death on right. me. So on and so forth. So it's like you know they only got they only got like like the elevator pitch to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it just it it, it to me personally, I would think if I was pitching a show, I would I would have it condensed down to what we were gonna be like. Yeah, yeah, talk about like maybe have storyboards or like concept art of things that would come later, but focus the the proof of concept on what they are going to immediately get. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't do a I'm trying to think of something other than Sailor Moon because I, I talk about Sailor Moon all the time. You wouldn't do a one piece proof of concept and have Rook and Frankie in it who don't show up for 200 episodes. Yeah. 200? You're being generous. I'm talking like 500. Fucking hell, man. No, they show up. But, well, Rook, yeah, Rook shows up way later, but Frankie shows up. Yeah, it's like, like the 190 generous, mark. Anyways, keep going. But but yeah, like you wouldn't include those characters because they're not going to be there for a while. And even if they were speed running through the plot, they still would probably be end of season one characters if they were like yeah. breakneck speeding through the plot. You would want to focus on like Luffy and Nami and Usopp, like characters that are important to the beginning stages of it. So it's so weird that this proof of concept is so heavily features the Gold Saints. So I just, I want to know more. I'm, I, when, when I, I can't remember if it was this recording or if it was the one that we did before because we had to stop and restart because of the trailer that came out. But uh, I I mentioned in one of these recordings that I was a little bit disappointed in the documentary until I stopped and remembered that it's her job as a storyteller to get people that aren't as familiar with the franchise as you and I caught up with everything that's going on. So a huge chunk of part one was her explaining what saint say it is explaining the core concepts of it explaining what like how um the something that i feel very passionate about which is the poor timing of the dub coming over here and how they waited too mm-hmm. long and how they should have brought this over alongside dragon ball and sailor moon and a lot mm-hmm. of those earlier shows that blew and up in the united that, that, states 
and, because, and like I said, if, if that if that if that particular dub, if that dub of um, if that particular dub, the one that we got like later on in two thousand three, was released say in nineteen ninety five, I we would there again. This would have been a podcast about that dub instead right. of it would have. But now, like, but people there there would have been people feeling much more nostalgic about it because the Deke, for better or worse, just kind of got stuck in their ways and didn't move past that. And that was super evident in their dub of Knights of the Zodiac, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that they were still trying to do a Sailor Moon style dub, but it's the 2000s now. It's not 1995 or whatever anymore. Like it's, it thinks that people expect more faithful adaptions, but, but, but yeah, it, it like she covers, she had to cover all of this stuff in order to get to the good part. And when I went back and thought about it, the Sailor Moon documentary was the same way. Part one of the Sailor Moon documentary was front-loaded with so much information to make sure that you understood what she was about to show you and why it was so important what she was about to show you. And in order to do that, you have to provide a lot of context. And so part one was just a lot of context. And it wasn't super thrilling for me personally because I already knew most of this information. And then when you double the fact that her big interview with somebody that we already talked to and got a lot of the same information from my personal enjoyment for it wasn't like through the roof, but I am excited now for part two because part two is going to be completely new territory. So I, to, to reiterate, I'm not saying that this documentary was bad. I'm not saying that anything bad about Ray at all. I'm just saying that for my personal viewing, because because of the way that she had to tell the story, I didn't get as much enjoyment out of it as I feel like I'm going to part two. Part two, I'm very hyped for. I'm ready okay. to find out what she can find out about this. Yeah, and and you yeah yeah you brought up a good point. It's like a lot of it, a lot of stuff was kind of stuff that we already kind of knew already, and um and stuff that we even had an interview for, and it did it didn't really bother me as much because I understand like when you're when you're making a documentary like this, it's especially when it comes to Saint Seiya where it's like it's well it's known here in the United States. It's kind of like a it's kind of like a fifty fifty as well where it's like either you really liked it or you really hated it or you're kind of or not, well there's another, another a little more like. Well, there's another kind of percentage altogether, thirty-three point three three something or not. Where it's like um, now, you, where it's like you're kind of indifferent. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to get like the people that don't know about it and people that are kind of indifferent on the same boat. And so a lot of stuff that she said, you know, weird inaccuracies aside, like calling like not not addressing Mexico as like North America. Um, and you know, it, but you know, but she did a good job. I think she did a good job. And but when you're half paying attention to it and you're doing other things. It's good. Like, like I said, when I was doing the interview, like I was, I knew immediately a lot of the answers that Miss Sharp was gonna say, and like, it, no, 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 knock on her. It just was more along the lines of like, I've heard this. Before. You're gonna be, you're gonna only, right. like, I, I can tell like someone that's completely new to it. They, um, they, they're gonna be, they're gonna be, they're, they're gonna be disappointed. And like, I remember too when I was, was looking at that live stream when it was with Pollux and uh, Geek U. He, he was one of the first guys who actually interviewed Marlene Sharp, and she, and he, when he was like, yeah, they're, they're, you're gonna get the same. He, he said the same thing I did, where it's like, yeah, the only thing they're gonna do is get the same answer that, that they did. She was, he was reiterating the same answers that she said on on screen, and that's no knock on her. That, that that she she's a wonderful person. She she's really great, and I would like like I would love to sit down with her again. But regardless, like you know, it was a lot of the stuff that we already kind of. Knew. But when it came to the contest, like you you kind of half paying like me paying half attention to it while I was doing other things, like it, it's fine. 
Right. It's like like I said, like when it comes to like when it comes to like these when it comes to like when we talk about and you know one of these days I kind of wish we can talk a little bit more in depth about Guardians of the Cosmos. And I think pretty sure when we get to part two, I think it's gonna be us talking about it more in depth. It's like like we are running out of time here. So um <laughs> well all all I've wanted to say is that like there's a reason why I wasn't super hype about the Sailor Moon Part One documentary, and it's because she needed to explain to people that weren't Sailor Moon mega fanatics like me some core concepts of the show and some core facts about the show that they needed to know. And it was the same with this one. So part two, if part two is even remotely close to what part two of the Sailor Moon, the Saban Moon documentary was like, we're in for a really, really interesting ride. And she also mentioned that not, not only are you going to focus a lot on Guardians of the Cosmos, but they're also, she's also going to have like provide more information as to what, what happened with Starstorm as well. So we might get some more information on that as well. On it. So, so part two is going to be really interesting. Part one was like was just the appetizer. Like it 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 it, 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 it wet our appetites to like see what else what they what else what can be found. But like I said, what they what she found initial what the initial things that she found was kind of a big bombshell. Like this is just something that I that kind of like took took me. That just took me out of it. Like I couldn't believe it. I was laughing, and like my sister, she grew up with Tengsei as well. I brought her in. We, she was laughing hysterically as well, and we we're saying, "Oh my god, look at this bootleg ass shit that we're looking at here!" And we just started laughing. But um, what's we'll wrapping up for now? Because like, we, like again, like the combination with us re-recording this again and stuff like that, like it, we kind of like went way over where we, we thought we were gonna go. So, um, turn right first quickly. Um, what do you have to promote? Uh, well, first of all, I want to threaten. Uh, both Sony Pictures and Ray to not release another freaking thing until after the first year so I can have a break. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I want to promote Ancient Anime. Ancient Anime is still going to be running through the end of the year. Um, the, we're going to take our break on that show in January, uh, maybe part of February, depending on a couple of things that I have coming up. Um, obviously, you know, Ramses and I are going to be launching another podcast around that time. So it really depends. Uh, the The return of season two, part two for ancient anime is going to be a little contingent on a couple of things. Yeah, but the, I'll, I'll wrap things up. I'll wrap things up. How's that sound? Like you can, you can hit out. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's what Conrad for was saying that like, um, like we are, um, we, we are going to, we're going to launch a new podcast. Everyone says I'll be out sometime January, 2023. I of course, if you listen to this podcast, you can listen to it on HD on on stcosmocast.com, and you can also listen to it on YouTube by searching for youtube.com forward slash at Ramsey's Project, where you can see not only this series but also other things as well. And you know, listen to it on your all your favorite podcasting um, podcasting services and stuff like that. And two, I also host another podcast called the Saturday Morning Squadron. We're going to record one, one new, one more extra episode that we thought we weren't going to do, but we we're going to do it anyways. So that will be up um, sometime next weekish. So we will be on the lookout for that. With that said, guys, I'm like I'm Conrad Furry is being harassed by by his dog by his dogs right now. So for Conrad Furry, I am Ramsey, and I'm here to tell you all to keep bringing that cosmos. I will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Okay. We're done. Go. Oh. No. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm so sorry, man. I'm like the dogs hate that.